born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America everyone and welcome. What a week, another week in paradise. And aren't we lucky we are now actually seeing the lies being exposed by our friends. I can't even call them friends anymore. Uh, by the Democrats who have chosen us to be their enemies. I keep on calling them communists and I learned something new this past week after listening to Glenn Beck. They believe in a lot of the communist ideology, but what they are really following is a fascist form of government. Because again, we learned this past week from the emails, from the whistleblowers, from the evidence that everything is connected. Nothing is random. Everything has a plan. All plans are lies. And that is the uniparty that is running the world or thinks they're running the world. That's their goal, run the world. They don't care who's in the way. They don't care who they knock over. It doesn't make any difference as long as they are the top dog elite because they are richer, smarter, and much more superior to you, you little serf. And I have been reporting on this for, I would have to say, about the last 20 years. Only when I started reporting on this, a long time ago when I was still living in New Jersey and realized what was going on, it was called Agenda 21. And today it is called the Great Reset. Don't go away because that's what we are going to be talking about. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education. As I told you, I have been talking about Agenda 21, i.e. the Great Reset for many, many years. I have met many wonderful people who also believe in the same Great Reset and how it will destroy our country. They understand it. And nobody understands it better than my good friend, Sally Baptiste, who is the host of American Statesman on Blog Talk Radio. Sally, thank you so much for joining me today. And I know that during the week you happened to watch Glenn Beck because I called and asked you to do that so that you and I could talk about the things that we have been talking about for the last, I guess, 12 to 15 years since we've known each other. What do you think of the new Great Reset? Kind of sad, isn't it? Oh, I'm telling you, Karen. Well, thank you for having me on the show. You're right. We've been talking about this. You and I have known each other for somewhere around 15 years now. And it was these other issues were coming up. And say, what is happening to our country? What is going on here? 
And then when you really start to look into it, you realize this Agenda 21 thing was what it was back then. And then they called it Agenda 30 and whatever else. But it, it all comes down to this great reset. We also used to hear it called the New World Order and One World Government. This is truly, truly nothing new. And in the past, people were always telling us, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, uh, whatever. There's nothing new in the sense this is human behavior, and this is another cycle. You know, it's whatever it gets into people, this, um, I'll call it evilness, because I don't know what else to call it, the, the fall of the Roman Empire, the Holocaust, and, and, and all this other insanity that's going on, the various things that have happened over the years. This is, we're at it now. I call this, um, myself, the COVID pandemic is what has triggered all this, has allowed this to to happen to us. People just, you, we we got to be realistic. We've been dumbed down through public education, and I'm sure you're going to talk on that, because I asked, say, how did we get here? How did this happen? And without a doubt, education dumbing us down, telling us not to worry about it, government's going to fix everything, just go out there and do your thing and trust governments, and look what happened. They want to control everything. They want the small group of elitists, as you mentioned, who know everything, and we're just too dumb. We're just a bunch of serfs. We're supposed to just do this. So through public education, dumbing down people, Jefferson had it so, so many times. There's so many different things, Jefferson and the founders. They knew this could happen. They tried to make a constitution, but we did not get involved enough. We did not pay attention because we were being brainwashed by the public education system. And people have to wake up, but they're not going to have any rights. They just don't really truly believe that they're going to walk out one day and not have the right to own their own home. Until they feel the pain, and I think people are starting to feel pain now, especially with these schools and stuff. Maybe we're getting some people to wake up and go in bed. did say there's hope. He, he, we can still save our country, but people have to get engaged. You can't sit on the sidelines. You should turn off the silly football game. Sorry, people. No, I, I agree with you, Sally. It's time that we get away from, as I call it, feeding the beast. All we're doing is feeding them. We are giving them money for them to be able to control us, to rule us, to tell us what we can put in our bodies, what we can put in our mouths, what we can wear, what we can drive, how we can live. Their goal is to tell us what to do. While they are free to do whatever they want because they will be taxing us for the ability for us to have wonderful things like free healthcare. Look at what Gavin Newsom just did. This was right out of the Agenda 21 playbook. In our new budget, we are going to give everyone, and that includes all those illegal aliens, we're going to give everyone free health care. Isn't that wonderful? And nobody said who's paying for it. Well, now the people of California will know that in order to have the free health care, those of you unfortunate souls that are still working will have your taxes doubled, doubled all taxes, everything to live in, in the great communist state. I shouldn't say communist anymore. I did learn from Glenn Beck. I have been calling these people communists for years because that's really how they started out. But he made a very interesting point and he said that they are not really communists, they're fascists. And the difference is a in a communist country, the government owns everything, period. And in order for you to do something, you have to go to the government to ask them to do it. Under a fascist system, which is really what this is, the government forms, remember this one, Sally, a public-private 
partnership. Boy, did we scream. Anyway, he brought in all of these foreign corporations and then changed the Florida Constitution to allow public-private partnerships. And we screamed and we yelled and we said, don't do it, don't do it. And the legislature ignored us as usual. A public-private partnership means that Joe Biden can go to Big Pharma because we are in a public-private partnership as we the people are funding them to kill us, basically. But Joe Biden can go to them and he can say, hey, you want to continue your government contract? Oh, of course we do, sir. Yes, absolutely. Well, then you better tell the people that they have to have a mandate and they had better be vaxxed and bring their passport to your business. Karen, i got to chime in one thing real quick here. Because the thing with these public-private partnerships, and I remember, I mean, you and I have done so many shows on this the past decade, I know. And we would try. So this is where you got to understand this, the party system. This two-party, which Glenn Beck said, we're really they're going after a one party, which I think we're already there for the biggest part. The the whole thing is the Republicans were out there pushing. Oh, this allows the private sector to help pay for all this. And we were out there saying a public-private partnership is the collusion, the collusion of government and the, the private sector. If you have government in bed with the private sector, you don't have a private sector. You don't have a free market any, anymore when, in fact, government is tied into it and they're the ones pulling the strings. Uh, we, we sometimes hear them talking about the winners and the losers. And just think about what the Democrats were supposed to be. They hated big corporations. They were, In theory, they said they hated the big corporations. And then at the same time, the uh, Republicans were over here saying, well, we're, pre- we're pushing for the free market. It's, people need to understand it's a completely different thing when government contracts for a private company to build a road or provide paper or whatever it may be, that's one thing to contract out. It's another to be a partner. When you are in bed with them, then there is no free market. Fascism. That goes back to the same with what you said. Fascism. And, and, that's, and people have to understand that. And we've been telling them this for years, for decades. No, you are absolutely right. We have been over this and over this. And it's not going to change, folks, until you understand this. Tell our newly elected, real patriot Americans in the next election, stop with the public-private partnerships, stop with the monopolies, stop with the corruption. Why are we paying Big Pharma to kill us? I haven't figured that one out yet. Why are we paying oil companies of people who hate us? Why are we paying them so that we can get oil from them? Well, guess what, folks? The goal, why do you think they are after the energy market so heavily? Why did they shut it down? Because they want the energy market to go bankrupt because they don't own it right now. That's their problem. The government doesn't, they don't really want to own it. They just want to make sure that they regulate it to death so that the government gets their big piece of the sale of oil. This is why they will devastate an industry in order to bring it back under their control. Nothing is better than that. They control it and therefore they can turn around and they can say, to any employer, if you intend to employ people and your business is over 100, then you must demand a vaccine 
or test every week. Did we ever test for the flu, Sally? <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. I mean, did, no. Did we never tested? We never tested for smallpox or anything. We never tested for any disease that we have. Did we ever shut down the country for a disease? I don't remember ever reading that we did. Do you? No, there was a little bit of a, a mask mandate, I think, back in the day of the swine flu, the 1918 thing or something like And And there were groups out there protesting the, the mask mandate back then, and it really never came to much of a fruition to it. It really kind of faded out, so it was quite a bit different. But they never shut everything down. This is insane. We really have to understand this COVID has been an attack on us. It, to me, it, it's some I call it a certain type of uh, declaration of war on us, it, it, but it's a different kind of war. And I believe uh, Glenn Beck was talking and saying World War Three. We are really in World War III. It's a different kind of war. It's not like the other ones. But we are under attack. And if we don't accept and realize what is going on and take action to shut it down, um, the United States will not exist. And the free world will not exist at all. We've already lost many of our freedoms, the Patriot Act, for example, and things like that. It will totally change. It will be the fascism where a few people own all and control all, and we're just a bunch of serfs. The majority of us will be serfs. And when it comes to this COVID thing and how Trump, you know, it just, it saddens me so many ways that Trump was doing so much to save us. He, and he really did extend this. He, he gave us some more time to realize what was happening because they really thought Hillary Clinton was going to be in there and she was going to be pushing this all the way through. But there's been so many, there's other things that Trump, what, did he really not understand what was going on? Was he naive about this uh, great reset kind of thing? Or does he have some other master plan because he was surrounded by a bunch of traitors, um, to me treasonous traitors as I see it, and he felt almost um, pinned where he couldn't get anything else done. So it is very strange, you know. We've got to make sure these people that get in office next time, if we survive until the till November 2022, the um, they have got to be true American patriots. The, the, these stupid parties have screwed us up so much. The Republicans are, are there's so many rhinos. You got to make sure these people are genuine. And I think if Trump had been surrounded by some true patriots, um, one, we wouldn't have had a corrupted election like we did. And two, we'd be moving forward and doing other stuff. Anybody out there, when you think about COVID, tell me if it hadn't been for COVID, who would be president today? How would this world look today? had it not been for COVID. So please think about what COVID really is, what, what it's really done to us. And it's, it just ignited this great reset process. It, it's allowing it to all take place. Yes. The fascists are just similar to the communists in the way they rule. The only difference between fascism and communism is the economic structure. And I believe it's really because the communists realized, as Margaret Thatcher said, eventually you will run out of other people's money. So in order for them to continue and maintain their control, fascism was really the answer, which was partner with big government and then make demands on big, big business, partner the big business with the big government, and then have the government dictate so they all can get rich. That is the goal. We saw that happening, I'll remind you, with a name called Solyndra. That's, a, that's the example that is the most 
everybody knows that one the best. What happened with Solyndra? A new business. This was a business that was supposed to be making solar panels in their shovel-ready job bill. And they got, I think, $800 million. And within two years, they were out of business. And they weren't out of business because it was a bad company. They were out of business because they had bad management and the management stole the money. What a surprise. How could you not think that that might happen? And it happens over and over and over again unless we stop it. And by stopping it, we have to stop feeding the beast. And the beast is all of these techie giants. So I will say to everyone, I am no longer on Facebook. Please do not contact me on Facebook. My radio show, this one, gets posted on Facebook by the network. I have access to it, but I choose not to use Facebook. If you want please go and sign up and get on Getter because that's where you will find me. If I'm going to be active and I'm going to be saying things, it's going to be on Getter. And there are some incredible stories that we have seen over the past couple of weeks, especially with the Great Reset. This is not a plan that will say, oh, we're going to be in the healthcare and you're going to, we're going to follow the healthcare. A certain way. No, no, no. This is a plan for your life. This is to dictate how your life is going to be. Oh, I have a name for you. Uh, Sally, do you remember the name Ezekiel Emanuel? <laughs> he, yeah, he was the health coordinator for Barack Obama. Now, what did Ezekiel Emanuel say? over and over again, is that he did not believe that people over 70 had a real value. So he was okay if you euthanize the useless eaters, which were basically the people over 70, the infants, and anybody with a disability. Yeah, that's a pretty broad structure. And then look at COVID. What did COVID do? What had happened in New York? And what is and is COVID what is the secret pill of these vaccines that will depopulate the planet for the next generation? It's it's so so sick. And you know, that's um the the peep finally they're starting to we're finally getting more and more of the truth out about these vaccines and this, this whole scam. And people have to realize this truly was an attack on us. And, you know, people act like I'm nuts for saying that. But look at what it's done. Look at, it, look at how it has taken us down in so many ways, well, how many people have died. And it really is their way to control. And it all comes through health care, control health care. And that was part of Obamacare, brainwashing people into thinking government should take care of your health care. And look what they're doing to us now. And how many people have just out and out died? I mean, these athletes dropping dead on the field. And it's, it's just so sick. And Fauci is one of the most evil, evil people out there. He, he, the guy, he, he should be, he sh- he should be um, sentenced for crimes against humanity and his life should be taken. He, the people that propose... He, 
He's a poster child for the death sentence. How many people has he killed? And he would be my first choice, so therefore I would not agree to eliminate the death sentence because I think Fauci deserves it. And as I said before, if I said that on Facebook, I would be removed. And that's why I use Getter, because Getter does not matter what you say. And the wealth of information that's there are from people who are telling the truth. That's very important. Let the truth prevail. And we are not seeing the truth. Today I read an article from, I think it was New England, one of the hospitals, one of the prestigious hospitals in New England, and guess what they said? The best treatment for COVID and Omicron, the Omicron variant, is a preventative treatment and a prophylactic treatment called hydroxychloroquine. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Oh, isn't that amazing? The sad part is, folks, that nobody is really going to equate what they did to how many people they killed. And I'm saying they killed. COVID didn't kill anybody. They killed it. The Chinese Communist Party, together with our government, killed 800,000 people in America. 800,000 lives. 800,000 families were touched by what they did. Now, if that's not mass murder, I have no idea what is. I would think that is definitely a call for mass murder. It is And we won't horrific. know that until we get the truth, the truth out there that keeps getting blocked by some of these other um, outlets such as Twitter. Taking down the, the Dr. Robert Malone, who actually created the uh, mRNA technology. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And it's like, Americans, you can't be this, you cannot have your head this far in the sand. You have got to realize it. Have you been dumbed down that much through public education? Please, wake up and smell the stuff in the air. Well, this is the time for doing. We cannot be any more. We ha- yes, we have to educate ourselves. We cannot put, as Sally said, we cannot put our heads in the sand. This is the time that we have to act. Knowledge is only good if you apply it. If you don't use it, who cares if you have it and know it? So now is the time to educate yourself and take all of that knowledge. And you don't have to be a master of everything. Pick an issue. God only knows there are many of them. We all know how many issues there are. And just pick one and become an expert on that one. And then sit down and have a conversation with your legislator, and you will discover how ignorant they are. And notice I didn't say stupid, because they're not stupid. They are just ignorant. They are ignorant because they were never taught properly. And that's a whole other segment. I think that Right now, we have to concentrate on things that we can do. So my suggestion, one of them, is start answering the comments in the comments section of some of these magazines just to give a different flavor to what is going on. Don't 
be nasty when you read some of the stupid things that are said on these comments. Make a truthful statement and ask a question. How does that work? What do you mean by that? Could you explain how that is? How is that different? Let them explain. You will find they can't. They'll never get an answer, but you'll start getting a message out. That's very important, is to get the message out. And the other thing is, please, wherever you can, go to your precinct meetings. Go join your precinct. If we don't have people from our precincts who are Republicans, to be able to watch the election and the results that night come in, then we will have the same kind of fraud that we did in the last election. We need people to be there. We need people to understand what to look for. And that was part of the training. So we need people to make sure that this election is safe and secure, and at least we get close to hearing the right answer. And don't say, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. Your vote counts. You must vote. We have to have an overwhelming number of patriots vote. And don't say, I don't like the Republicans, so I'm going to vote for the Democrat because they're closer to my answer. No, stop. A Democrat is a Democrat. And although they might vote the way you want for one or two things, they will still vote with the rest of the Democrats. And now they're not Democrats alone. We know that they are fascists. So hopefully you will be right back. And Miss Sally, tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, please tune in to Blog Talk Radio, American Statesman, and you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Statesman, and I'm going to be doing some more shows. I Usually I do them once a week, but we're getting back on schedule over the holidays and stuff like that. It's a little bit broken up, but we will be out there, and please share the information. Anybody can listen to the um, download and listen to the podcast out there. Thank you, and thank you all, and do not go away. Do not touch that pad. Do not touch that screen. We will be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education. And please check out my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, the Alliance is doing so many great things. Stick around and you'll hear about them. Don't go away. I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell. AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, 
list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. have just spent an enormous amount of time discussing what we, the Americans, and as part of the Western culture are going to be facing once this, quote, great reset takes hold. And the great reset is, as we said before, has been around for a very, very, very long time. How did these people know about it? How do they understand all of these terms and words and what they mean? Well, that's because they learned about them in school. And these programs have been around for a very, very, very long time. Uh, remember way back when, when we had the Secretary of Education, and his name was Arnie Duncan, and he believed that school should be as early as three years old, cradle to grave, you should always be in school because there is the place that you will get indoctrinated into believing that the grace reset is really great and good for you. Remember, always get this burned in your brain what Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and you will like it. Folks, I don't usually do this, but I will say it again and again and again. Please watch Steve Bannon and watch Glenn Beck. They are really the only ones who are doing a tremendous deep dive into what this is really all about. And this is a combination of the government dictating to business how the culture of the world must behave. And how do they do it? Again, they promote these programs in school. Well, the other day I went to Tallahassee and I did some lobbying with Keith Flaw, who is the founding member of the Florida Citizens Alliance. And we went around and we spoke to a multitude of legislators 
And what did I learn from that? They have absolutely no clue as to what's going on. And if they do, they won't share it. What are they afraid of? This is the time when we must act. If we don't act, we will lose our country. This has been around, like I said, for a very long time. Trillions of trillions of dollars are at stake. Where do you think all the money went? Money is finite. You print a dollar, you have a dollar. You use a dollar, you have no longer have that dollar. It's gone. It's finite. But what do these people do? Well, they have been stealing our money with some of the most insane programs that you could possibly imagine. And of course, now they have used COVID as the fear factor for education. How sad is that? I have asked the other founding member of the Florida Citizens Alliance to join me because we will be entrenched in going through the proposed legislation and coming up with our own conclusions which is what everybody must do, to make sure that the bills that get passed actually have consequences for their actions. Uh, Our legislators have been in a bad habit of saying things without looking at the consequences of what they have been saying and doing. And so, Pastor Rick Stevens, what do you think about having consequences for one's own actions? Well, there's no doubt that what the legislature does will affect real people and have real consequences. And there's no doubt that we have to keep an eye on things. It's interesting that you mentioned how how you meet with legislators and they don't seem to get it. They don't seem to know what's really going on or, or understand the issues. And to a great degree, that's correct. I mean, some of them are better than others. We have to be fair about that. But a lot of them, they just don't seem to, to register what, what we would think they need to register. And maybe that's because they have different interests. Maybe their interests are in some other area or maybe they have expertise in another area. I, I understand that not everybody can be an expert about everything. But it is a little disheartening on the one hand, and we've been doing this for a while, so we've seen this sort of thing for a while. But the other side of that is this. If you can find a legislator who genuinely understands that there are some problems and is willing to to engage on the issues, then you can help them understand and they can become an ally. Uh, I've heard so many people say, and and I understand the frustration because we go through it too, that so many times it doesn't seem like anybody's listening to us. And so many times that is arguably the case. But we also have discovered that since they don't really understand all the things, and if they will listen, and some of the key ones will, then we have an opportunity to help them understand. And that's where we, the people, need to step in and step up and participate in the process. One of my big fears is that people will be so put off by all of this. And and I know, Karen, you've seen it the same as I have. You just wonder if it's worth trying, but we have to try. We can't give up. And and I want to encourage people to engage in the process. And you might just be surprised how much you can help a legislator understand and then do the right thing. And we've had some opportunities to do that. And I think the, the problem that you're that you're surfacing is real, because if they make decisions that are not well thought out, the consequences are bad, and it's, it's real people, real, real, cho- real children in education that pay the price for that. And so we have to step up and be their voice and help the legislators understand this is what's right and this is what's wrong. This is what we need to be, have corrected. This needs to be left alone. And, and it goes all the way through everything that comes up. And so that's why we engage the process, not because it's easy, 
not because we'll get them to do everything we think they should, but because if we don't engage the process, then we just wonder who will and what might happen as a result of that. And boy, will we be in for it when that does happen. Folks, one of the things that Pastor just said, I, I, I want to show you a point. The other day when I was in Tallahassee, I was at the education uh, meeting, and they were talking about several bills. The last one that they talked about, I believe, was SB 520. And that was a bill that is supposed to eliminate the over-testing of our students, which is a good thing. When I was a teacher, we didn't have all of these insane tests. We had one test at the end of the year, and that charted your progress. And guess who was in charge of charting your progress before that? The teacher and your parents. And if you couldn't read when you left that class, you got an F not a C for being in school, because even if you're in school and you can't read when you leave school, guess what? You still can't read. In any event, this bill is supposed to eliminate testing by charting the child's progress throughout the year. How are they doing that? Oh, they want to bring in computers and make sure that every child has a computer to work with. And they will chart the progress by using the computer. Oh, my God, is that dangerous. First of all, one just has to listen to Facebook, which is now Metaverse, and understand that every time that child hits a letter on that keyboard, it is recorded someplace. It is monitored. The information, the data is more important to these people than anything you can possibly imagine. Why? Because they are building artificial intelligence and they are using this data to emulate human behavior. And the more data they have, the better it is for them. What they do is they put programs in place, and I'm going to give you an example. This is a software program from a group called CASEL, and CASEL is the Collaborative Academic for Social Emotional Learning. That's the Collaborative Academic for CRT. It just uses a different word, S-E-L. Well, Karen Nemi, who is the CEO of CASEL, announced in December that CASEL has revised its definition and framework for social-emotional learning to highlight the value of SEL as a weapon for social justice. And their intent is to use the programs that have been provided, like Amplify, to use programs like that, and to nudge the student into the right answer. How does that work? Well, if you give an answer that is, I'm not racist, well, then you will get another question to prove you're racist. And over and over and over again, until the right answer that you come out with is you're a racist. This is the way these programs work. They are being put in our schools undercover. Nobody even knows they're there because the focus is on Amplify. And Amplify is a program that uses animation to make a point. 
Well, animation is very nice, but how do children have real heroes if all they have is animated figures? And how important it is for children to have real heroes. What do you think about that, Pastor? Is it important for our children to have real and not animated heroes? Well, there's a lot of true stories that they could be told that could help them with that. And we, we certainly don't want to lose track of those. And you're correct. I think that they have a steep hill and, and they, pro they probably know it to help people understand what they're doing and be willing to embrace it because of the kind of abuses you're describing. And some of these abuses originate not with the state education department, but with local school districts. And so there's all kinds of levels that parents need to be aware of. But when I first heard about this idea that, that, that you were there to, to hear in person, a lot of those kind of things come to mind. How are they going to know for sure they're being tested on and how the questions are being framed and presented to the kids? All of those kind of things matter to parents. And so I, I'm absolutely convinced that the uh, Department of Education and the local school districts are going to have to do everything possible to help parents have confidence that they can trust this. Because I, I think you said it just in different words. The trust that parents have had in schools has badly undermined by so many different things that they just don't trust them to do the right thing anymore. And so every time they, the parents turn around, they're, they're wondering what's happening to my child. And that's no environment to help children learn. And so I think that all of these questions and more, I, I think there are even more questions than you raised, need to be addressed, need to be answered. And, and really, as much as we don't want to be suspicious We'd rather be able to trust them. We have to be careful because we just have to know there are children. When parents have children, those children matter to them more than their next breath. And they really need to have some way to know with certainty and with confidence how the children are being treated. And is it safe for the kids to be exposed to these things? Because so many things, it's not safe for them to be exposed to. And the schools have not been responsive to the parents' concerns. So yes, it it may be helpful at some point to have some pre-evaluation of kids. I'm sure every good teacher knows at the beginning of school, they need to get a sense of what the kids know and don't know. And then they know how to help them learn more. But we've got to do it in a way that parents actually have confidence that it's working for them and for their children. And it's not subtly, as you've suggested, some of these things have been working to undermine their their children and their children's development. So it's a, it's a real challenge. There's no question about it. Yes. And don't for one minute think, I don't have kids in school. This doesn't affect me. It most certainly does, especially if you are a homeowner, because part of your ad valorem taxes are what goes to fund the schools. So why are you funding schools that are turning our children against us? Because these programs are filled with hate. Part of the answers that I got the other day were most disturbing because I said to many of the legislators, one simple question, are you going to change the textbooks? Because it doesn't matter what the standards say if the textbooks are teaching hatred and racism. And that's exactly what they are doing. The other problem that we as parents will experience is that 
our own government agencies at the behest, we have just found out, of many of the teachers unions writing letters to the Department of Justice telling them that parents need to be investigated for speaking out after they have learned that their children are taking courses in racism and then turning their hatred on their own parents. Folks, this is what communism does. It marginalizes people. It makes them part of a group. And part of that group must be to follow the group. Well, that is not the way America works. And we are losing the way America works. Arne Duncan was, as I said, interested in cradle-to-grave learning. And he has not let that go. If you think that just because Obama is no longer our president, forget that, folks. He's there. His minions are there. And all they are doing is continuing the programs that he already put in place. And remember what Obama said. There cannot be a country like America for the rest of the world to see. Really? He told Kenya students, you will not have air conditioning, you will not have cars. He told them that. Why? Because communists cannot have free thinking people. That is the biggest problem in communism, which is why they lie and they lie and they lie. What do you think, Pastor? Have we been lied to over the past several years? (laughs) <laughs> well, I guess the problem question is, when haven't we been lied to? And I think the American people need to stop just smiling about that or considering it normal and, and realizing that, that lying is an absolutely serious problem. And, and I began to notice that we were, we were taking a very um, casual view of lying back many years ago when uh, Bill Clinton was president and he was caught in a lie every day it seemed like for a while there the way it kind of blew up and and at one point people just began to to kind of be amused by his lies and say well isn't it amazing how good he is at being a liar and i remember thinking at the time whoa this is a terrible a terrible step we're taking because if we just kind of laugh off that the president of the united states can lie to us and get away with it and that we consider it amusing and and more political than than moral, then we're in real trouble. And I don't think people have really yet today grasped the significance of that. The, the truth telling is absolutely critical for a free society, for any society where we can where we have confidence in each other and where we trust each other. And, and I think it's really difficult for good hearted people. And I think most of your listeners, Karen, are good-hearted people. I think it's really difficult for them to realize that that there are people in this world who will lie to them with impunity, without consideration. They will just lie to them and to get away with whatever they can get away with. And we who are good-hearted people have to have to really come to grips that there are black-hearted people out there, and they will lie to us, and we can't let them get away with it. And we have to re establish the value of telling the truth. No, the parents that I know, and certainly my parents, when I was growing up, it was a whole lot worse for me if I lied about something than if I told the truth about my misbehavior. And, and I learned early on that it's much better to tell the truth because it matters. And that's what we all need. Imagine 
if we let lying become so casual that the next time you go to the dentist, they lie to you about something they want to do to your teeth. Well, you want to have confidence that they're telling you the truth. What about if you go to the doctor and, and you find out that a lab technician was too busy, too tired on Friday afternoon late to run the lab tests that you needed. And so they just filled in the blanks with whatever values they decided were convenient so they could skip the work and go home early. You know, we, we say, well, that could never happen. I don't want to be that naive. We have to recognize that telling the truth matters. And we have to be willing to recognize when someone's lying to us. We have to be courageous enough to stand up to that. And we have to insist that people tell us the truth. And you know, a lie often doesn't pass the smell test. And so people need to learn to trust themselves and, and really verify whether they're being told the truth. And if they're not, they need to stand up and say, no, not going to go along with this, not going to bow down to this. It really does matter. It does matter. And also the importance of a lie is that there is only one version of the truth. It's factual. That's it. It's very black and white, doesn't change. And it doesn't change from culture to culture. You can't say, oh, the moon is going to rise in the east and it rises in the west and all over the world, it rises in the east. Everybody all over the world would know the sun rises in the east, the moon rises in the east, and they move to the west. Well, that is called a universal truth. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. A universal truth is always true. And that was one of the ways that people became together. They were able to bond together around a truth. You can't bond together around a lie because a lie constantly changes its versions. And there is no continuity. So therefore, there can be no discussion, which is exactly what the communists want. Pastor, I know that you are doing a show on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, and this is not a political show. So tell everybody where they can find you and when, because your message is so important. Well, you're right. I have been doing a, a show on this network for a while now. It's called Faith Is with Pastor Rick Stevens, and it's, it's broadcast every Saturday and Sunday at 8 a.m., or if you prefer listening by podcast, it goes to podcast right away on Sunday afternoon. So I would encourage people to listen in and to join me. We talk about a lot of things. It's, it's certainly not a political program, although if the Bible talks about something that people say is political, we'll talk about it, because um, I, I don't think there's anything that's off, off limits to the Creator. I mean, He created us, so we need to be able to talk about everything, and His truth informs all truth, so we don't shy away from any subject, uh, or I don't anyway, and I try to address things forthright. And, and we really, when we talk about faith is— I try to answer the question, what is faith? And I've defined it this way. Faith is absolute confidence in the trustworthiness of God. And on that program, we try to help each other develop absolute confidence in the trustworthiness of God, because it's when people don't trust God that they don't follow and do the right thing. So yeah, I'd encourage anybody who wants to join us. It's at eight o'clock broadcast on the network on Saturday and Sunday, and then it's on podcast. You can find that wherever you find your podcast uh, later on Sunday afternoon or early evening. So join me. I'd be loved to have you listen in. I think that would be wonderful. And we all need a healing process of 
hope because we are facing some really dark times and we will be lied to over and over again. I mean, just listen to Sotomayor the other day when she said 100,000 kids are in the hospital due to COVID. That was a lie. They have no problem lying. That's part of their culture. Part of the communist culture is to lie. They have to lie to get the outcome they want because everything that they do is based on a specific outcome. And that outcome is they win, we lose. Oh, oh how sad, too bad. That's the way it works in communism. You either are a believer or you are going to be a believer by the various means of torture that they will instill upon you, if not death. We all know that. It's a horrible thing to be facing. But together, there is hope as long as we, the people, stick to the truth and constantly call them out. We must vet our candidates. We must check to see what they have done in the past, what they have said in the past. Their actions speak louder than words. This is very important, folks. And I'm going to plug another website. Please go to Steve Bannon, The War Room, and listen to what these what the doctors are saying about COVID. I would never step in anybody's decision-making process, but there is so much information out there now, and we have to pay attention to it. We also have to pay attention to what's going on. This the, the teachers' unions are not your friends. They have actually written a letter to the Department of Justice demanding that the parents be investigated for questioning what the school is doing about their child. This is a true travesty and must be fought on all angles. Pastor, we need some hope. So how about a prayer of hope? Well, why not? I think our hope is not in any of our political systems or leaders, our hope is in the reality that God is with us and he will lead us through and we need to be people of, of truth and faithfulness. So let's pray and trust him together. Heavenly Father, we do have every confidence that you are with us. You promised that over and over that you would never leave us or forsake us. And we know you are walking day by day through all of the things that we've faced, through all the ups and downs of life, through all of these challenges. And we are grateful that we can have confidence in you. And we pray that you would lead us in the way we should go, deepen our commitments to that which is true and right and holy, so that we can be an example, not just to our children, but to our neighbors. And we can lead our nation and all people. Indeed, we as a nation could lead the world in following that which is true and right and good. For we want to be your people and we want to be an example for everyone to follow because we want them to turn and find their, their hope and their resilience and their answers in faithfulness to you and in the truth that sets all people free. We thank you for your help. We have confidence and we are going to walk in the way you lead in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Folks, you have a job for next time. Please go on to and sign up and get on Getter and get off Facebook. And I really appreciate all the friend requests that I am getting for Facebook. I don't pay attention to Facebook. Please get on Getter. You can like me. It's at KB Shown. And that would be my username. Please pay attention to Steve Bannon and Glenn Beck. And pay attention to Glenn Beck's show on The Great Reset. 
get it on podcast. This is so important that you understand what's happening and what is being done to you, what is being done to us. They must eliminate Western culture in order for the Great Reset to succeed. Keep that in your brain. Keep on listening to that. Keep on saying that. And whatever they say, believe 180 away from that. Believe the opposite because that's really what they mean. And folks, every time they say the Republicans are destroying our democracy, remember, America is not a democracy, so they can't destroy a democracy that doesn't exist. America is a republic. You will not find the word democracy in our Constitution. Thank you all for joining me this week. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please go to the Alliance website, look at some of the legislation, copy it if it's applicable. There is also a pornography report that you will find. We have investigated over 62 books that we have found in Florida schools. They are in your schools as well. Do not be naive. Check us out. Join us and have a wonderful week. See you again next week. But I always stand proud and free. I'm America, don't tread on me. I'm America, yes, America.